0: Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain. And today, with me, my guest is Heather Cox. She's an energy healer, meditation instructor instructor. Wow, you can tell I'm from the South. Um, (laughs) Enigma coach, yoga instructor. For 20 years, she helps clients heal using a combination of all these healing modalities. Her biggest joy is seeing a client start to smile and shine their lights for the world to see. I love that. So welcome to the show, Heather. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you.
2: I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, I love that. So I always like to start the show with a little bit because I think a lot of people are awakening and discovering who they are. And not all of us had gifts from the very beginning. Some people kind of step in. Tell us a little bit of your story and how you got to what you do today.
2: Well, I am one of those people that um, didn't, uh, wasn't born with these gifts. I was able to read people pretty easily. Um, and read a situation, but I, um, when it comes to that deeper intuition, I went to massage school first. And when I was in massage school, they specifically taught you how to read energy, at least the school I went to, um, which was the um, Boulder College Massage Therapy, which sadly is no longer around. Um, but the first class they taught was shiatsu, which is basically acupuncture, but the Japanese version with your fingers hitting points and so you had to learn energy and in that I realized that I um, could feel it and after massage school I searched around for a mentor because I wanted to learn energy healing and um, I was able to find a mentor in uh, Monument, Colorado and from there I learned energy healing. So with that energy healing that I learned which is her own version it's called Krista therapy along with the the chakra healing and the um, healing touch and um, polarity. I knew I was missing one. I learned those in massage school. I kind of combine all of those together to read the energy um, of people and um, for the healing purposes. I read the layers and it can be layers of like feelings that are kind of blocking you from being able to see or um, behavior patterns that maybe aren't helping you, belief systems, and I scrape them off and lift them up so you can see clearer but it was all through massage school and meditation meditation was huge in developing my ability to feel energy and to listen to my intuition meditation is key meditate people (laughs) i
1: love that i love that well you know it's funny that you say meditation because a lot of people when you go you really need to meditate they're like uh right yeah. but meditation as i teach my students is lots of things and i think most people have this vision in their mind that meditation is sitting with your legs crossed for 2 hours holding your fingers together and humming yes. um and the, it is that but there's so many other ways to meditate you're probably meditating more than you think because a painter that's painting on a canvas and it's quiet It gives their Mm -hmm. mind something to concentrate on so that they go into that meditative state to receive. Coloring is meditative. Walking in nature is meditative. Washing your dishes can be meditative. Sitting in a bath can be meditative. There's lots of ways to do meditation. But really, it's about because our world today, right, Heather is so busy, we're just so busy. We were talking about that for you got on the show that since COVID, mm-hmm. none of us seem to have time, right? <laughs> um, the world turned us upside down, shook the bucket and said, here you go. And we're trying to get through all the stuff throughout the day. And yes. meditation really requires you to slow down, to pause, to stop, to sit in stillness, to be quiet, to be still. And we have a hard time sometimes doing that, but um meditation is definitely key in everything that we do cuz it helps us connect. So what type of meditative work do you do, Heather? What are some of the things that you find really helpful?
2: Um when I was mentoring with the, my teacher, she um we specifically worked on meditation first with chakras. And using uh, mantras, Sanskrit mantras, to request energy and have it brought through the body. And she she taught me that um, your connection to spirit is kind of like an electrical cord. And at first, when you're meditating, your electrical is real tiny. <laughs> and as you meditate, it becomes stronger so that you can bring in more energy and reach up higher And um, so that's the kind of meditation I do is mostly, um, I'll start with a a chakra meditation of some sort, and then I will then move into mindful meditation. This is my personal practice. I'll move into mindful meditation, which is just focusing on your breath. And um, from there, sometimes I'll get messages or not, but that's pretty much my routine. When it comes to me instructing people for meditation, I am a big believer that meditation is like exercise and you have to find the kind that you like. If if you just like, exercise is only running, that's all I can do, you probably aren't gonna be very successful because I don't know about you, but I hate running. I tried it and I was like, no, this sucks. So (laughs) um, you have to find the type of meditation you like. So I teach a bunch of different meditations from um, like mindful meditation, chakra meditation, but also, focusing on mantras, also uh, listening to yoga nidra. Sometimes that can, you don't have to do it by yourself. You can listen to guided meditations and get the same results that you need. Um, So there's just lots of different types out there. And I really, really recommend that you go explore. I like that idea because
1: you're right. We're all different. You know, what we like is different. Our food tastes are different how we decorate is different meditation is the same thing or exercise you really do have to find something that you enjoy because if it's mm-hmm. if it's work if it's something that you don't really like you're not really motivated to do it quite often mm-hmm. so you have to find that place so i know with my students i have lots of students that love meditation and they're always looking for meditation classes or meditation programs so that they can do that because they really enjoy that I have other students that meditate in their own special ways and so you know it's about personal preference it really is so you just really do have to find what you love so you talked Mm -hmm. about earlier massage work and energy work did you ever do massage or did you step right into energy work after school
2: Oh no! I did massage for twenty years, <laughs> and, um, and I retired when COVID happened. Um, I was wanting to retire, and because my wrists were getting so bad, um, it's it can be hard on your body. And I think that I lasted as long as I did because I had a friend who was a massage therapist, and we traded regularly. Um, but then we stopped trading, <laughs> so it was it was becoming to where like I. A lot of my hobbies like crocheting and paddleboarding, were becoming difficult so when COVID happened I took that as an opportunity to retire from massage um, but I've been doing energy healing since the beginning as well and I continue to do that.
1: I love that because I know within my community I have lots of massage therapists that have the same story you do They retired when COVID happened because they couldn't really work. And they're trying to figure out what's next for them. What do they want to do next? Do they want to do energy healing? Do they want to be a healer? Where do they want to go next? Because I hear that a lot from massage therapists about 20 years, 15, 20 years, they're ready for to do something else to help people in the same way, but a different way. So talk, talk to us a little bit about what types of energy healing that you offer like what types of services when you're working with clients
2: when i'm working with clients um i combine all of what i know which is the polarity which is balancing the positive and negative um aspects of the body um together and um and then the shiatsu i do some shiatsu chakra healing making sure all the chakras are balanced and then um healing touch is what a lot of nurses do and it's a matter of just putting the hands on the body and sending good energy through and then what i learned from my mentor which is using mantras to um, remove energies that are blocking you so you know you have your different layers in the aura and um it kind of helps me to see what layer that energy is so um Sometimes, like like I can feel like if there's a layer of pain, and um, it, to me, pain is very prickly, is what it feels like. It's very prickly, and depending on what layer it is, you know, it could be in the physical body layer, which means it's physical prick, you know, at pain, but it could also be in like the emotional or a mental layer of the energy, which is a different type of pain. But I read those and I'll scrape them off because sometimes that those energies get stuck on us and it becomes like a fog and we can't see past it. And so when those get scraped off and, um, you know, as spirit guides and your guides are helping to clear it off and take it away, then you can see clearer and you can know what choices to make, what directions to go, and that's just very helpful. So so what I'm saying is every session is kind of fine tuned for what that person needs. Mm -hmm. For example, I've seen a lot of people that when they lose a parent, I'm, I'm not gonna say a lot of people, Every person that loses a parent, their first chakra gets whacked and because that's their primal needs. And I don't care how old you are, um, how self-sufficient you are, independent, when you lose a parent, that's like a foundation of your life that you've always known. And I don't care how close you are to them or not, but when you lose them, that foundation gets whacked. And so... That would be a session where I would really work on the first chakra and try to get that balanced and um bring in some feelings of safety and sometimes connection with that parent, even though they're gone. So yeah. I, think, I don't know I if that think, answered the question. No, but.
1: I love that. I love that. And I love that you say lose a parent because what I was thinking, what spirit's telling me in my head, you may lose the relationship, right? Or you may lose them because they've passed on. I think both of those are still losses, whether you have a good relationship or not, because you've disconnected from them or that relationship, either in the physical, emotionally, mentally, whatever. Because I also know people that no longer talk to their parents, but it's still an emotional loss, right? It's still a mental loss. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can see I can see all that and how that works. Uh, We will place your website underneath the recording so that people can connect on your website. But I also wanted to talk about your book because you're going to be in our (laughs) author fair. So share with us a little bit about how you came to write a book and what your book is about.
2: Um. Over my 20 years of massage and energy healing, and then later yoga, um, this is my yoga space when I do online yoga. Um, I just kept seeing patterns in people. um, And I just started wondering like, why do some people move forward so easily? And some people just seem to be stuck. And I looked at my own life as well. And over those years of massaging, I just started noticing some patterns that I ended up calling the truths of healing. And then um, and I wrote them all down and I wanted to make them a book and I just couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out. And then, well, you know, COVID happened and everybody had all this time that we don't have now. <laughs> and I was able to sit down and really organize it all. And, and the reason I couldn't figure out how to make a book is because I needed to incorporate Everything that I know about healing on top of that. So what ended up happening is there were four truths of healing, and those are um, and in the book, I think I call them keys. Um, i I kept going back and forth between truths and keys. Um, but there's four, and and that's really the paradigm of how you see the world. And sometimes that paradigm needs to shift in order for you to move forward. And so those four truths of healing, which I'm happy to share here because I think they're so important is, um, number one, that only you can heal yourself. Um, you can go to people and have them help you and guide you, but really it's really up to you. And I used to have clients come in and say, Oh, you got your work cut out for you today. You know? And I was like, you know, if I could spontaneously heal, if that was my supernatural power, I would take it in a moment and and heal everybody I could, but that's not my spiritual power. (laughs) So um, it's a partnership. It's a partnership, just like a student and a teacher and the student is going to learn unless they want to learn and you aren't going to heal unless you take on that responsibility. So um, even like, if you go and get a surgery you still have these instructions after the surgery that you have to follow. Otherwise the surgery is not gonna work. So that's one example. And then um, the second one is uh, you have to surrender to your to what's going on in the present. A lot of time it's resistance to what's really happening that's holding somebody back. Um, and then oh, you, loving yourself. You have to love yourself. Um, learning to love yourself is I think the most important foundation. And a lot of people are like, how, how do I love myself? And, and I talk about that in the book. Um, but it's, I look at it as like dating yourself, you know, um, when you fall in love with somebody, you want to know everything about them. You want to do everything with them. And it's kind of the same as discovering who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what makes you different, what makes you special. And that's when you start loving yourself. So
1: self-discovery.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, and then after that, there are um, seven. Uh, God, my brain is just not happening. Um, they're the like the road signs of like what you need to heal. Like, if if your healing isn't working, what you know, go down these and you're like, okay, well maybe I'm not being consistent. Oh gosh, food really does matter. That sucks. Um, you know all that stuff. Um, so those are kind of the little road signs to help you on your path to healing. So, and then I have, um, tools for healing and things like that in the book, but, um, that's pretty much it is it's just everything that I learned over my 20 years of healing people. And I just really wanted to share it because I thought it was so important.
1: So I love that. I love that as a healer. One of the things that That I have noticed is as a society or as humanity or however you want to do the collective, we have gotten so used to instant gratification. We want Mm. that instant button that we can push and everything's going to be okay. And the reality is healing and lots of things don't work that way. You can't come just for one session typically and get fully healed. It's a layer. It's lots of layers that are pulling back. It's lots of layers of energy that yes. need to be worked right. And for yeah. um, lots of people, I've done lots of healing, but I still have lots of healing more to go. Like I don't we think we're do. ever <laughs> finished, right? No, <laughs> ever no. finished. And if Mm -hmm. you really want to love and take care of yourself, I think one of the things you have to commit to is healing, whether that's having a healing session once a month or every couple of weeks or whatever that is for you, you really need to do that because it's like it peels back layers of energy that makes you feel lighter, more joyful, Mm -hmm. more happy. And the more you do, the lighter you get, the happier you get, the more joyful you get the more you sit mm-hmm. in this stuck energy and not uh, and and really don't do the work the heavier it gets the darker it gets all of that is really true and um i love what you say that you know we as healers we're we can help you we can be a partner but you got to do the work you got to yeah. want to heal you got to want to surrender you have to want to step in that And the other thing I loved what you said is self-love because it really surprises me when you tell people they need to love themselves and you see this curtain go over their face because they have no idea what you're talking about. What do you mean? Love myself. What does, what does that mean? And um, you know, to really define that to understand what loving yourself is, I find that lots of people have no idea what it means to love themselves. And and just to give you some simple examples for those listening, loving yourself could be investing in really great organic teas and sitting and drinking them and enjoying them and tasting them and feeling the flavors. Loving yourself can be putting on very soft, comfortable clothes and lounging and just nurturing yourself and taking care of yourself. Uh, loving yourself could be going and buying yourself fresh flowers and really enjoying them and really mm-hmm. taking time. It's not a big puzzle piece. It's about what does it mean to for you to feel loved and what does love mean to you and loving yourself? And so sometimes when I tell clients, it can be as simple as buying a coloring book, like a little kid and mm-hmm. sitting and coloring, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be elaborate. But I think healing is loving yourself. I think massages are loving yourself. I think being nurtured and taking time to do the things you love, hanging out with people you love, that's loving yourself, putting yourself first sometimes because women have a tendency to do for everybody else, but they don't do for themselves. Right. There's a
2: a great story that was actually an Oprah episode that I tell my clients where um, this woman was talking and of course there's room is full of mothers and she says, make a list of your priorities and your three priorities. So they all listed. And then she said, you know, had some people read them or whatever, but she said, you know what, what should be number one on your list is yourself. And the whole audience like exploded and boo, you're wrong. And Oprah was like, hold on, hold on. She didn't say, abandon your family. (laughs) She didn't say, disregard everybody you love. And you're like, oh, she said was take care of yourself. That was it, you know, but it's, it's so ingrained in us that that makes us selfish for some reason. And it doesn't taking your care of yourself does not make you selfish. It makes you a better person (laughs) to do that. And all the people that I've seen that are like, I wanna fall in love, I wanna find a partner. I always say to them, you have to love yourself first. If you love yourself, that will shine out and that person will come. But unless you're loving yourself, that doesn't shine out. How does that person know who you are? You know, how do they fall in love with you if you're not shining out who you are and loving yourself? And I can't tell you how many people have come back years later and said, you know what, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, I was. It, yes, I was. It is
1: really true because we're <clears throat> we're kind of a magnet. We attract into our lives what we're putting out into the world. It is a full magnet of energy. So whatever yeah. you're feeling, thinking, putting out, you're going to bring in. So if you're loving yourself, right? You're going to attract in more people that love you or want to love you. If you're mm-hmm. not loving yourself and you're feeling empty and, hey, I really need, I really need, I really need someone, you're putting that desperation out there, which means you're going to attract in exactly what you don't want. And even though people are showing up, that may be opportunities, you're not even going to see that because it doesn't align to what you think you want because you're not aligned with where you're going. So- what? You want. And,
2: you know, I forgot um, one of the four truths of healing, and it's your body wants to heal. And I just want to bring that up because it fits right here right now. No matter what it is that you're doing to heal, and body, I mean, mind, body, spirit, emotions, all of it, um, it will work. It may not feel like it at first. Just like you said, we don't have instant gratification. You have to trust that your body, your mind, your spirit, it wants to heal. And it's working all the time to heal. It's just that we aren't always being a very good partner to it. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and and so, but when we do make that commitment to do something, whether it's just buying flowers for ourselves every time we go to the grocery store, like you said, or making a point to sit outside and read your book in the summer, those things make a difference and they do heal you. They do help you move forward and, and your body will soak it up. It'll just be like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but consistency matters, working on it matters and taking those steps. So it will work.
1: I love that. I love, I love all of our conversation today. Heather, thank you so much. I'll put your website here. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. I'll be at the author fair as well. I have my own books that will be there, um, that I'll be sharing with people. So I look forward to meeting you then in person. Thank you so much for taking the time today.
2: Oh, thank you for having me here and letting me share all of the things that I'm passionate about. I appreciate it.
1: I love that. I love that. Thank you everyone for watching or listening to the Sacred Magic Podcast. We really do love our listeners and our followers So follow us, like us, make comments. We love to hear your comments back. Uh, I hope that you will join us for a future episode as we continue to bring more information on sacred magic and all the magical things happening in the world. I hope to see you really soon and I hope you have a magical day.
0: Are you seeking an online spiritual education resource? Do you crave to know more about various topics of spirituality? Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Academy offers a wide variety of programs, including Crystal Alchemy, Tarot, The Journey of the Fool, Akashic Record Reading Certification, and much more. These online courses allow you to learn on your schedule and at your own pace. You can find out more at www.discoveryourspiritualgifts.academy. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.